the human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine. And we will learn to utilize each of them to the maximum and learn to make decisions about what we want and how we want to feel. What a concept. And one we will explore today on The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. On our program, we'll address who you are, why you're here on this planet, how to go within, how to come to know what you believe and why. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to The Self-Improvement Show. We're broadcasting from Fountain Hills, Arizona. I wish you could all enjoy the beauty that I see everywhere I go out here. I'm so delighted that you can be with us today. We have something really special. Before we get there, though, I want to tell you to please go visit the self-improvement blog. It's really new and improved. It was down for a couple weeks while we were working on it. It was old um, and really needed to be redone, and it's up. We still have work to do on it, but... I'd love to know what you think about it. Send me a little comment if you have time. And while you're there, look at our guest picture, read her bio. Uh, You'll be really glad you did that. When I was a 10 or 11-year-old kid, I often knew who was calling before I answered the phone. And I always was the one who answered the phone. A couple times I told my mother, that's so-and-so who's calling us. And I said that before we, I answered it, and it was always who I said it was. But my mother would look at me like I was kind of weird, and finally I decided that that wasn't a good thing to do, and I, I just didn't pay attention anymore. When I lived in D.C., I did a lot of public speaking, and one day I was supposed to drive up to Pennsylvania to, to do a speaking engagement. I planned to drive the back way through the small towns because it was so beautiful to go that way. The car wouldn't start. I tried a number of times and the car would not start. I needed to get going. I'd be late. I didn't quite know what to do. And then I got a little nudge to go another way. I didn't like to go on the freeway and I didn't like going through that tunnel near Baltimore. But I said, okay. I will go that way. I got in the car, and guess what? It started, and I was on my way. I never will forget that. I don't know what it was about. I didn't see that anything happened in those back roads, but I know that I was safe, and I got there and back quite easily. I know that when I said I'd go, the car started. I have a friend who's a medical intuitive who used to tell me what I needed before I knew anything was wrong. And we avoided any number of uh, health incidents doing that. Now, I totally believe in the power of intuition, but I really never have worked to develop mine. So when I heard of Lisa, I knew we had to have her on the show. And today we're going to talk about intuition on demand. Lisa Kay is a teacher, author, and speaker specializing in intuition. Founder of Developing Your Intuition, she teaches others how to control theirs so they can use it when they want to and on what they want to use it. She draws upon her background in psychobiology and metaphysics, along with experience from years of teaching others. She holds degrees in, I love this, Electrical Engineering from Columbia University, Psychobiology from the State University of New York, 
and a Ph.D. from the University of Metaphysical Sciences. Lisa is also certified in many energy healing modalities and intuitive arts. Her work is frequently published in a variety of online magazines, and she's a featured columnist on Ohm Times magazine. Her latest book is Intuition on Demand, a step-by-step guide to powerful intuition you can trust, and I suggest that as soon as the show is over, to go to Amazon and get it either in a a hard copy or a Kindle edition. You will be so glad you did. It is my absolute pleasure to welcome Lisa Kay to the Self-Improvement Show. Lisa, welcome. Hi, Irene. Thank you. Thanks for having me on your show. I'm really excited to talk to you today. Oh, I always love to talk about intuition because it's so powerful and and it's so underutilized and so misunderstood by so many people. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started. Who is Lisa Kay? Okay, well, as you mentioned uh, earlier in my bio, I started out as a scientist and an engineer. That was uh, what I really loved, to figure out how the world works. And one day, my intuition saved my life. Um, and after that, I realized, you know, what, what I really want to do is to help others so they can use their intuition to in their lives. So if they ever need it, hopefully not to save their lives, but if they do, that they could do that and um, and just, you know, really help help people ha- lead a better life by using their intuition when they want and on what they want. And and uh, so that's what's brought me here. That's how okay. I, I started. I didn't intend to be an intuition expert. It just <laughs> Yeah, we do a lot of things we never intended when we start out. But let's backtrack. Um, we, you have to tell us the story of how intuition oh, okay. changed your life. Yeah, that's critical. I'll tell critical. you the story. Well, um, so I had, uh, actually I had developed my intuition quite a bit. I learned how to do that. And um, I got to the, when one day I was, uh, it was the summertime and it was, I guess, like late August and um, I got the flu and I didn't realize, I thought, you know, it's a strange thing to get the flu in the middle of the summer, but I, I got the flu, I had a fever, I felt achy, and, you know, I'd take uh, some Motrin, it would go away, um, but along with this, I would get these bouts of uh, sh- my heart racing, and I'd be shaking, and I didn't know what that was, that was a little odd for the flu, um, but it would go away, and it would come and go, and then one time, it was so bad in the middle of the night that uh, I couldn't, I was shaking so much, which I never do when I have a fever of the flu, um, that I couldn't hold a glass of water, and I told my husband, you have to call 911, and he did, and the ambulance took me to the hospital, by the time I got there, I stopped shaking, but they did tests. They took blood, and they um, did tests, and they came back, and they said, well, you're not shaking anymore. That's good. Uh, we did find bacteria in your blood, but you're okay now. Go home. Go see your doctor in the morning, and he'll, you know, tell you what to do. So I go to the doctor and um, tell him what's going on, and he gave me what most doctors do, which is pills. He gave me antibiotics. So I took the antibiotics for a couple of days, still getting these bouts of my heart racing when I'm lying down, and and um, and I, you know, and I didn't know what that was. I felt like I would just gonna pass out when that happened, and it happened again so bad that this time um, I was lying down, 
and watching TV, and all of a sudden my heart starts to go, and I feel like I'm going to faint lying down, and uh, I look at my hands, and they turn white. And I, I panicked. I thought, oh, it's ha- this is not good. Um, and I called 911. I went to the hospital again. Did the same thing. Took blood and did some tests. I had stopped shaking. Well, you're not shaking anymore. Um, <laughs> and uh, they said, you still have bacteria <laughs> in your blood. And I said, okay, but what's this whole heart racing thing? And and I, I'm out of breath. I feel like I can't, you know, um, I'm short of breath. And, and you know, what is all that? And, and he said, oh, the doctor goes, oh, don't worry about that. That was fear. You were afraid. Uh, you were hyperventilating. And I was like, I, I, no, I, I don't think so. That I wasn't, I, I've been afraid, really afraid, and that was not it. And this is something different. And he says, no, 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 go home. So I go home, <laughs> and I call my doctor, and I said the same thing. And they said, oh, well, you're having, you know, you're okay. You're just you know, having some weird reaction to the antibiotic. Um, so just keep taking oh. your medicine. Now, by this time, it's Friday afternoon, and I know something's very, very wrong. Um, and I turned to my intuition, and I was like, what should I do? And I received that I should go to a specialist. And now I'm calling, and I'm dialing, you know, Friday afternoon, trying to get a new doctor, and nobody's answering the phone, and I tried the next day, and Saturday, and nobody's calling me back, and the bouts are getting worse. And they're coming closer together, and um, but, and by this time now, I can't even stand up for longer than two or three minutes without having to lie down, because my heart's racing and I can't breathe. And I'm like, oh, God, I have to do something. What should I do? And my intuition guided me to my bookshelf. I went to my bookshelf, and um, I, it guided me to read this book off my, off my bookshelf, which was How to Find the Best Pediatrician, which I thought was really odd. Uh, <laughs> but I thought, all right, I'll read it. So I'm reading this book on pediatricians, and the word pediatrician keeps coming up over and over again. And then I realized, wait a minute, my pediatrician's a friend of mine, and maybe he knows somebody I could go see, and he could help me. So I called him. It's Sunday, and um, and my head pops. Uh, he's away on vacation. Leave a detailed message. That was my intuition. I said, all right. So ring, ring, ring. He doesn't answer, and leave a voice, a detailed message. He calls back later. He goes, I just got your message. I was away on vacation. <laughs> I just got back. I know what you need to do. You need to see a specialist. I know an infectious disease specialist who will see you tomorrow. You need to go immediately. So he got me to see this doctor. And uh, the infectious disease specialist, that um, took, he took more tests. And he came back and he said, well, now we have more information about, um, I, I know what's wrong with you. You have a heart infection. And he put me in the hospital. So and no those more, are no more very serious. He gave me intravenous antibiotics. And um, at this point, I could barely walk. I could barely stand up. Um, the, and, and he saved my life because I was basically going into sepsis. And what that is is, you know, the bacteria just kind of takes over your whole systemic system, and um, it's really bad. So It's, it's really bad. I mean, that's... It's really um, bad. And, and it's about as sick as you can get. 
Yes, it was. It was. It was. It, you know, and you know, all the doctors were like, "Oh, you know, it, it, it's uh, it is a very serious thing." Um, but you know, had I not gotten a doctor at that moment, you know, soon enough, uh, you you know, the, you could you can expire from having sepsis, and you know, I don't think I'd be here uh, had I just listened to the doctors and ignored it, ignored it. Um, so because I was able to use my intuition purposefully and be guided with my intuition to get to a doctor right away, you know, that made me realize, wow, this is, this works. And when you really need it, you know, I didn't have time to, um, go around trying to call people. Nobody was listening to me and I found a way to get to get help, the help I needed. So that's how it saved my life. So we've, we've both talked about intuition now, and yours literally saved your life. Mine might have. I don't know. I just know the car wouldn't yeah. start, uh, and then it did. So right. how and do you define okay. intuition? What is intuition? Well, intuition is defined as knowing without knowing how you know it. And so we're getting information. We don't know where we got it from. We don't know how it came to us. Uh, it just appears, and it appears in different forms and um, within us. People think sometimes it's outside of us, and sometimes it is. But most of the time, it's it's that it might be that uh, our inner voice, which sounds like us inside of us, but um, it has certain characteristics to it, which intuition does have. And or it could be we see a little picture in our mind that pops up, or it could be a feeling. A lot of people get intuitive feelings, and it sounded like you might have gotten that with your, um, you know, your car thing, and wanting feeling like you had to be nudged to go a different way. And that's that's kind of how it talks to us. Um, intuition has its own language, and you have to learn the language. And once you do, it makes it easier to understand. You know, a lot of people think when you talk about intuition, you're talking about being psychic. Is there a difference between intuition and being a psychic? What's the difference? Uh, well, you know, I, yeah, I'll tell you a story. I was, um, I went to go, actually I was going to the dentist, <laughs> and I was just having this chit-chat with a uh, with the technician, and somehow we got on this topic of intuition and and I told her, you know, that uh, sometimes I do intuitive consulting for other people. I do intuitive readings. And she's like, oh, wow, that's great. That's amazing. She says, um, you know, I wish I could do that. I, I could never do that. I said, sure you can. She says, oh, no, no, no. That's, that's kind of, that's like a psychic skill. She says, I could never be like that. And I said, well, I think you can, you know. Um, she, she said, I could be intuitive, but I could never be psychic. And that's the interesting thing. That's one of the things that, that kind of surprised me, but I realized in speaking to a lot of people, and I do this when I go out and speak, I'll ask the audience, how many of you believe you're intuitive? And most everybody raises their hands. And, and then I'll ask, okay, how many of you believe you're psychic and, or could be psychic? And I get maybe one or two. So there's this belief out there that there's a big difference. But in my belief and my um, even in my work I've found that there really is no difference it's more of a matter of uh, of skill and skill level and I think when you become highly skilled at using your intuition it, it, it is what people would term as psychic and we all have it and we and if you the, the only thing is people don't develop it and so they feel like oh, my gosh, I could never do that. It's just, you know, way beyond me. Well, you haven't developed your skill. And if you did, 
you'd be able to do those things. So you're saying, excuse me, you're saying that your intuition is a skill that can be developed like your ability to write or like your ability to do almost anything else. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely, absolutely. Sure. It's it's kind of like, uh, I, I like to make the analogy of the uh, sport, learning how to play tennis or learning how to ski. Uh, you know, when you first start out, it's very alien and foreign to you, but when you learn <laughs> some techniques and you practice, you get better and better and better at it. And, you know, um, most people can can pick up a skill and learn it and improve. And I believe that intuition is part of our psyche, part of our bio- biology, our psychobiology. And it's just if you want to say dormant or, or that it's unused. And so it happen, people, it'll work for people sort of randomly because it is there, but it's not really paid attention to. So um, people feel like it's not under their control and, or they are not really sure whether it's working or not because they don't, they've never learned how to use it. They've never learned how to pay attention to it. And also what I've discovered is that people haven't learned what it is and more of how it speaks to you. How does intuition speak to you? It's actually your intuitive mind speaks very differently than your logical and thinking mind. And we speak the way our thinking mind thinks. And we're going to talk about that. Right now it's time for us to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about intuition and how you can develop yours. So stay tuned for more. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Life is complicated and sometimes we all need a little help, but don't have the time for a full hour-long session or don't know who to turn to. That's where BetterHelp comes into play. With BetterHelp, I can get matched with one of over 2,500 licensed and approved counselors and therapists and get help anytime, anywhere, totally private. For a flat weekly fee starting at $35, I can connect with my counselor via text, chat, video conference, or phone, which is great for me because I'm always on the go. And I can go back to previous sessions whenever I want through my secure account from anywhere in the world. It's a great feeling to know that help is there, affordable, private, and convenient to my schedule. We can all use a little help. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash empowerment and register for free. Try it for seven days without being charged on your credit card and get matched with a licensed counselor usually within 24 hours. Get better help today at betterhelp.com forward slash empowerment. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions, some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Tune in to the Self Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the Self Improvement Blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Lisa Kate. We're talking about intuition on demand. We were talking about what intuition is, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about how to develop it. But first of all, let's talk a little bit about your book. You've written a book called Intuition on Demand, a step-by-step guide to powerful intuition you can trust. Now, what prompted you to write the book, and who can most benefit from reading it? Well, um, I'll answer it backwards. I, I think everybody can benefit from it uh, because it's written for everybody and anybody. And uh, I started out not being intuitive at all, at least I thought. You know, I wasn't picking up information and knowing things before they happened. It just, um, I was, you know, I was not really that intuitive. Well, you were an engineer. Uh, <laughs> I was that I, I I and you know I but that's the thing the reason why I studied engineering and science is because I'm infinitely curious I always want to know how things work and I also want to know how to live a better life you know and uh, so after the science and engineering I thought gee you know this intuition thing is so awesome if you could really if you could capture the power behind it and be able to use it when you wanted to. And people seem to be able to do that. Um, and they say you could learn how to do that. Let me learn how to do that. And so I went out and I started to learn. And I studied, started with the science side of it, psychobiology. I went into sort of the, the more metaphysical side because that's where a lot of this material um, has been developed. And, uh, and I thought, you know, I'm going to be open and I'm going to look at it all, and I'm going to approach it in a very logical and, and uh, open fashion. And I started to discover how it works, and not only how it works from the way our minds work psychobiologically, um, but also how it works in sort of more of a, a metaphysical way, um, but also in a way that works for me. And what needs to, what I needed was a step-by-step process that was tangible because I couldn't, I, I didn't understand the softer side, which was beyond me, which is like how to go into your heart or how to connect, you know, to, to spirit. I didn't understand any of that. So I, I started to, to study everything and try to piece together what, what's the real mechanism here. I went and I, I studied people who were highly intuitive or who were doing these amazing intuitive psychic readings and watched and and I came up with a technique 
a process that I used myself, and I actually went out and I did intuitive readings. I uh, didn't want to be a reader, but I did it anyway. Part of it was, you know, to develop, um, and I became a sold-out reader, and uh, the technique worked for me. And I thought, well, this is kind of cool. <laughs> Let me see if I can, you know, share it with other people, as I said, the reason why. And uh, I did, and I started with some friends, and and then that grew into... You know, people outside of my friendship group and the public and my little group started to grow. There's 150 of us and and um, people were getting results. <laughs> and that, that is not a little group like anymore. Uh, one of the exactly. things that comes to me at, at the moment is there's so much out there these days about intuition, about psychics, about spiritual things about the metaphysical, and some of it is a little daunting. And, you know, how do you discern or how do you teach people to discern what really is valid information and what is not? Because oh. it, it ranges from really bad to really exciting and helpful. Okay. Well, you know, as far as the material that's out there, I think, you know, that kind of was the thing, was that um, I, I was trying to figure out what, you know, again, as you said, what's out there, what's helpful, and what's going to work, and I found out what worked for me, taking, you know, the pieces that worked, and also through doing readings and working with people and, and seeing what worked, what, you know, I developed further what, what um, a, a technique that worked for me and some tools and so on, and so that became my thing. And people wanted to know, gee, you know, can I read a book on that? And I said, no, I don't know. I, you know, um, there isn't one out there. So I, I wrote, I wrote this book. And, and so, you know, in that case, the, the only thing I can say is, you know, as far as material out there is to really, uh, you know, I, I know that what I put in the book, at least I believe in, um, as, yeah, I guess sure. you have to have your intuition to know what to to do with the information on intuition. Well, you, because you when I find it. something I'm terribly uncomfortable with, I put it down. Right, and I think you know, as far as people looking for things that they want to use, um, yeah, you could do that. I would do that. Read a book, see how it if it makes sense to you. If it doesn't, you know, go to another book. You got to. And I, I like things that are tangible. I like it, you know, cookbook. Give me the steps and. And, you know, if you like that, too, then I think, you know, my book would, would help you. Um, but, you know, that, that kind of leads into something else, which is, you know, when you're using your intuition, how do you know it's really working? And people ask that all the time. And, I, and it kind of goes with uh, the process that I try to teach people of how to use your intuition, particularly when you're practicing. Um, and I... I want to preface that by saying, if you learn a technique with intuition, practice it. When you get good at it, then use it on something really difficult. Because if you're not, if you haven't developed it yet, you know, you might trip yourself up with um, being the beginner. Let's so talk about you, your steps. Yeah, you know, okay. So, let's say, you know, I've had a few little experiences, but I, I'm certainly not an intuitive. I don't do readings. I don't call myself an intuitive, but I, I know that my intuition is intact if I'd pay attention. Um, and I think many people could say that same thing. Some people say, no, I'm not, but, you know, we all have it. How, right. how would you tell me to get started? What's step one? 
and well, two and three and uh, four. There are two main things that you need to know. The first is you need to know the characteristics of intuition and how it's going to speak to you because it doesn't speak the way you and I are speaking. And then the second thing is having a technique to make it happen when you want it to happen uh, and get more information from it. So I'll talk about those two things. So the first thing is the characteristics of intuition. Um, Is intuition... The intuitive mind, the way it speaks to you and the way it thinks, is it thinks in pieces. It thinks in fragments. It's not, it's not sequential. So what do I mean by that? When we speak, we speak in a sequential fashion. Uh, sentences are in a, a sequential fashion. I say one thing first, I explain the next thing and the next thing. The intuitive mind is holistic. It thinks in big picture, abstract ideas. It just, it knows um, you know, it's like when you walk into a living room, you know immediately it's a living room. Why? Because you pick up all the pieces in the picture. You see, you know, living room furniture. You see, you know, the layout looks like a living room. That, that's how it thinks, living room. Um, but it doesn't, it, it, it's not going to go through that living room like your thinking mind would, which would be, oh, that couch looks like nice and comfy. That must be the one that where you can kind of lie back, and, and if you don't like that, then you can go sit in that chair in front of the TV. They see how it's sequential. That's sequential. That's the thinking mind. So the intuitive mind thinks in abstraction, holistic. It's in pieces. It's in symbols. So the, it doesn't have a lot of words. It's in symbols. It speaks in symbols. And... Um, and it's it's also when you get intuitive information, it's usually neutral. It's not uh, super emotional and and screaming at you. So that's one thing. Understand the characteristics of how it comes to you inside of you. And then the second thing is the is the technique to make it happen. And the technique um, I'll, I'll go over briefly is the first thing is to is to trigger your intuition. And you trigger your intuition with a question. You ask your intuition a question. And you're going to ask your intuition a question as if it's not you. Because when you ask yourself a question, you'll automatically answer. And we don't want that because the thinking mind is answering. So that's where um, this, and we talked about this on the break, where the question, you know, when you ask your intuition a question, you have to pause and wait for the answer. You don't want to answer it. You want it to answer. And so what is that? How do you pause? What is that state of mind? Well, the state of mind is, is like when you ask the question, where's the bathroom? Now, when we ask the question, where's the bathroom? Most people don't know where the bathroom is, so they're waiting for the answer. They're open. Any answer can come to them, and they're not going to judge it. They're just going to listen for the instructions and go with it. That's the state of mind you have to be in when you ask your intuition a question. You know, um... What should I have for, where should I go for lunch today and just be open? Should I, you know, should I have, yeah. uh, you know, that, 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 that's how it should be. Um, does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. I, I, I generally have trouble knowing how to ask the question, but you're saying just ask the question. Ask the question, and and I I also talk about this in the and that, again by the way this is the first step in the technique. Um, the technique has I believe five steps. Um, the 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 but the, the most important question to ask, and I talk about the kinds of questions you ask your intuition. The best ones are what I call open-ended questions, uh, not yet not the questions that have a yes or no answer, because 
the problem is when you're always battling with your thinking mind, you want it to be quiet. And the, you're, when you ask a question inside of yourself, in your mind, you're... Your thinking mind will answer and your intuitive mind will answer at the same time. And you want to hear your intuition talk to you. So if you ask your inside, your intuition, a question, a yes or no question, um, what's going to happen is your thinking mind will answer right away. If it's yes or no, it'll say yes or no, because it's easy. Yes. But if you ask it a more abstract question, uh, like here's, a, here's an example. Um, should I leave my boyfriend? That's a yes or no question. So immediately your thinking mind is going to answer yes or no because you probably have a tendency to want to go in a direction or not. Um, your thinking mind does. And, or you have a thinking, your thoughts are just going to you know, blurt out a yes or no. Um, if you were to say, ask this question, what can I do to improve my relationship with my boyfriend? Now that's not a yes or no. That's an open-ended question. And your thinking mind is going to hesitate, and your intuition is going to respond quickly. But because your thinking mind has paused, you're more likely to hear what your intuition is telling you. How do you know what <clears throat> that your intuition is telling you, and not your subconscious? I'm not your not your intuition. Okay. You know, if, if so, I ask the question, what do I do to improve my relationship? It must be something that I've been concerned about. I may have already formulated some answers that are stuck mm-hmm. down there in my subconscious mind. How do I know it's my right. intuition? Well, um, there are a few things. Again, you go, have to go back to the way your intuition talks to you. And it's, it's going to, it's not going to say, um, well, you know, you really ought to go and talk to your boyfriend about that dinner that you had the other night because he really didn't do the right thing, you know, and he should have said this and that. That's not your intuition because you know your intuition doesn't talk like that. It doesn't have right. all this verbiage. Um, you might get you might get a, a a feeling that pops up, or maybe you in your mind you'll you'll see a scene that pops up. What can I do to improve my relationship with my my boyfriend? You, you might all of a sudden see um, a sunset, and then you can go back, and here's the technique, is you can go back and ask your intuition another question. Well, why are you showing me the sunset? And you might then see your, both of you on the beach. And then you can say, okay, why are you showing me the beach and the sunset? And then um, you get the sense of sort of a happy ending that, you know, okay. So maybe what the message is there is that you guys need a break and you need to kind of spend some time together away. Let me ask you this question. I do, and it makes absolute sense. There are books out there that tell you what all the symbols mean. It always seemed to me to be a little not so good because what is what a symbol means to me may not be the same thing a symbol means to somebody else. It may not be what my intuition is trying to tell me. So I go to the book and read what the symbol is, and it doesn't fit at all. And there are quite a number of them. Do you do you suggest that people use these kind of books to sort of get them kick started or? What is what is you do with these symbol books? Okay, that's a great, great question. And that actually goes back to how do you know your intuition is actually yep. speaking to you? So let's put those two together. Um, yes, your intuition speaks to you in symbols. And 
And the answer to, should you go read all these books on, you know, the simple dictionaries? And I would, the answer is mostly, um, no, it's better for you to learn what your own symbols are. And, and that's a qualified no, and I'll explain in a minute. Uh, but what, when you practice, and you have to practice on, first of all, on things that are not really important, things that, um, and do intuition exercises and practices on things that are non-emotional, that aren't big life questions, because you're practicing, right? You want to get, you want to make sure that, you know, you get it, re- you're really good at your skill before you use it on the, on the important things. Oh, yeah. And if you're not so good at, use it on things that you're, on, that are not so important so you can practice. As you're practicing, you're going to start, and you get things correct, you're going to see what those symbols mean. And then you're going to build your own, what I call lexicon, your own dictionary of symbols. And I know, for, like for me, for example, um, my symbol for, for uh, red is a symbol to me for anger. Some people it might be love. And the reason why I know that it's anger is after working with some people in terms of uh, readings and seeing the, the color red and getting more information and the uh, person I'm reading for would, would validate and say, yes, that's true. So um, there would, I'll give you an example how this works and, how, and this is how the technique works is I was doing an intuitive uh, reading with somebody and um, I had, she said, uh, she wanted to know about this uh, work relationship that uh, she had. And so I was uh, basically what I had, I was looking at a, at a picture um, to get some intuitive information out of it, and it was, it was red. And so to me, I knew that was anger, and I asked my intuition, why, why am I seeing this red color? And um, my, my eye was drawn to... Um, some jewelry that was in that was on this figure, and so I asked again, "What what is this? What you know? What is the jewelry for?" And it and I received that it had to do with the work, and I also received that it had to do with the um, that this person was working with someone with jewelry, and so I told her that, and she said, "Well, that's true. I have a partner, and we make jewelry together." And I said, uh, well, I'm, you know, I also received that there, you know, I'm intuitively there's something about your relationship with a person that has anger in it. And she says, yes. Um, and I also received that, that they were not able to come to a lot of agreements together. And she said, that's, that's true. So that's how I knew that red for me, um, it was validated again that the red was, a representative anger as opposed to love. You know, it wasn't the, the relationship wasn't a loving one. It was an angry one. <laughs> and on that note, it's time for us to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk even more about intuition. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. 
Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Tuned in to the Self Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the Self Improvement Blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Today we're talking with Lisa Kay about intuition intuition on demand. I really recommend, if you're interested in intuition and developing yours, that you get this book. You can get it from Amazon. I'm assuming it's in all the major bookstores. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Lisa. And if people yes, want to contact is. you, how do they find you? Oh, well, it's... You can actually go to the website for the book, which is really my website. Um, it's intuitionondemandbook.com. And you know, everything about me is there. That's my website. You could also get the book um, through the links there, intuitionondemandbook.com. Now, it's probably the clearest says step-by-step guide. It's very clear, very understandable um, n- not written down, but certainly clear enough that if you really are interested in developing your own intuition, you can do it with this book. Uh, I, I really recommend that you do if you're into it, interested in developing your intuition. One of the things that I haven't heard many people talk about is the science behind intuition. Uh, I, I'm assuming that it's brain science, but you correct me if that's wrong. Tell us about uh, that. Yeah, th- there actually is a lot of brain science, and you know, there is. I talked about the intuitive mind and the thinking mind, and uh, there are aspects of uh, the certain parts of the brain that, in terms of the mental processes that is going on there, is very very much the intuitive side of, or it has the characteristics of, of intuition. And, um, and, you know, there is this 
theory that the left side of the brain is really where the intuition or the intuitive mind is, and the right side of the brain is where the thinking mind is. And we're, we we know in science that uh, the our language centers and our centers that process things a little more sequentially is on the in the thinking side of the brain, which is the left side of the brain, and the things that are characteristic as characterized as intuition, that holistic. Uh, way of looking at things, abstraction and um, and and symbol uh, symbols, processing symbols is in the right side of the brain. So if you look at those and understand how those different sides of the brain work, and how they perceive, how they process and uh, information, then that gives you insight into how intuition is working. Um, the other thing is that there have been over the years, or probably the last hundred years, there have been literally hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of studies, scientific studies that have been done on psychic phenomena, on intuition, telepathy, remote viewing, um, being able to predict the future. And what is I found is amazing, because I did look into this, uh, the, the studies themselves and others have done as well, um, that there is just a slew of scientific research that supports the this the intuition intuitive phenomena actually happens it actually works that humans can actually see things in other places using their minds their intuition um, and where they've never been that's called remote viewing there was a study done and I, some people may know of this uh, some others not that the military did. They actually had a secret mm-hmm. research center and they studied remote viewing. And what that is, is the ability of someone to intuitively see another place where they have never been before and be able to describe it and describe, you know, what's there visually. And they picked people who happened to have remote viewing skills that apparently were, were highly skilled at this. And one gentleman, um, they asked him to remote view Jupiter before the NASA Pioneer flyby occurred, which was going to go by Jupiter. And so he actually drew a picture of Jupiter and before the Pioneer went by. And he drew this big planet with rings around it. And they thought it was a mistake. They thought he was drawing, you know, Saturn or something. But then it turned out when the Pioneer went by Jupiter, there was actually rings around that planet that they had never seen before. So that that's one amazing example. But then there, then they did studies of studies, where they actually looked at um, a a thirty year period conducting um, basically three thousand trials of these experiments that were in telepathy, and they found that the odds of uh, getting the the results correct, being being able to predict, um, or actually, the telepathy being correct was was so far beyond chance that it was basically twenty nine quintillion to one that that all those results would have been due to chance, which is way way harder than winning the Powerball. Exactly. Studies are fascinating. And it it always makes me believe a little more in quantum physics. Right. But there's so many studies out there. And and the problem is that, you know, because of of prejudice or because of cultural beliefs, you know, people don't want to 
to give it too much weight. So we don't focus on that. And perhaps we need to. You also do, as I read in your book, angel readings, which brought me to this question. Where does the information come from a regular reading? And I'm assuming information comes from the angels in the angel readings. Mm-hmm. How do you know where okay. how do you know where your information is coming from? How do you validate okay. an angel? So let's see. Let, let, let's, let's roll back a little bit. So <laughs> angel, to me, um, and this is the way I, I believe and I explain it to people, angels are our representation of a way to connect to all that is, and all yes. that is, you know, you might characterize as God. Um, angels are are there. The, the word angel means messenger of God, um, but I take it a little bit more sort of abstractly and thinking, okay, well, we are getting, I do believe in God. I believe there is, you know, some higher consciousness that is making everything happen. And uh, and it'd be nice if we can connect to that. And I also believe that if everything is made of energy, which is what uh, Einstein said, is yeah. true, and energy cannot be created nor destroyed, that um, that we are a part of that energy. Thoughts are part of that energy. And oh, we we're on the same that page. Energy. Yeah, we're yeah, on the we same can, we page. We can actually access that energy, you know, somehow, and that's what intuition is doing. It's tapping into that that we we don't, you know, that information that we don't know how we get it. Um, and you know, is proof of that? Well, I don't know that we could actually prove it, but if we are getting, if if the information we're getting is constantly giving us positive results, and and in certain cases, it it seems to be, you know. I'd like to deem divine. Well, why not? So, so you know, where is it coming from? I think it really is where what you want to believe, uh, and and the results that you're getting from it. And I like to believe that you know I, the reason why I looked at I studied angels or started to learn about them is that you know angels come up in every religion on earth. Yeah. Every religion believes in angels, so there must be some empirical evidence, some experiences that humankind has had over the ages that made them believe that this this phenomenon exists. And I thought, let's be open. Well, let's, you know, I would like to, if there is such a thing as an angel and this universal consciousness we call God, I'd like to connect to it. And so, you know, that's, so that's what I studied and that's what I did. And when you do that, most often you do connect with it. If you're open enough to realize that that's mm. what's going on um, and they'll let you know uh, yeah we really and, and are yeah. on this same page here and I, I believe that you know I find too when you do the when you do this working with the angels and you're you know doing the uh, the readings and so, so to speak um, there is a, there is a shift there's a feeling you know and I, I'm really into that I'm into the metaphysical energy, which I do believe exists, because I've empirically um, experienced. Yeah, that absolutely. When I go into places of, uh, you know, where where those blessings and and divine energies are, I can feel it. Absolutely. Do you have a favorite story uh, of how something has has changed, or a reading that you did that was extremely significant? Just off the top mm. of your head. Hmm. Off the top of my head, yeah. other than uh, somebody that you did a reading for that you know uh, it made a big well, difference I, I, for yeah, them. I'll tell you one that popped in my head that made me um, 
you know, I don't know how significant. It's not not super significant. Um, well, I'll tell you an experience I have. This, this is kind of kind of significant, uh, and and uh, you know, I'll, I'll try to shorten it up for you. But um, I had uh, uh, this was one experience I had where I went. I had just come home from having dinner with a, a bunch of friends, and um, and I was with a couple, um, a, a, a man and a woman, and. And they were dating, and uh, I went to bed, and I was very tired, and I started dreaming about um, this guy. His name was Stephen, and I, I I was dreaming that he was crying and that he was pleading with me, and I couldn't get him to. And he wanted me to do something, and I I couldn't agree with him, um, but I, I was very you know I felt bad that he was crying, and he was very very upset, and. Uh, and it kept happening. I was so tired. I just wanted to go to sleep. And I kept waking up through this dream. And 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 um, then all of a sudden the phone rang in the middle of the night. And I picked it up and I said yes. And it was a, a mutual friend of mine, or ours. And um, he said, I just got off the. I just got off, to, off a text with Stephen. I'm really worried about him. He's very upset. He's very distraught. I think he wants to hurt himself. Um, you know, we need to get him help. And and so we did. And uh, the next day, um, we went. Um, I, I went to uh, talk to Stephen. Actually, I went to talk to his girlfriend, and she was saying what had happened that night was after we had left dinner that she broke up with him, and he was very upset. <clears throat> he didn't want her to leave, and that he was crying. He was pleading with her, "Please don't leave me. Please don't leave me." And she said, "I just couldn't oh, stay with my. him anymore." I had to let him, I had to say no. And I said, wait a minute. I said, when, when this was happening, were you standing in a stairwell? And she said, yeah. And I said, was the stairwell, was, was it like had gray railings and gray walls? And she <laughs> said, yes, it did. And I said, wait, was he standing like two steps above you? She said, oh, my God, yes. How did you know that? I said, that was, a, I was dreaming that about was that. That was your dream. That was my dream. And that's okay. remarkable. We are right at the end of the show. It's time for us to say goodbye. I am so sorry that this show is over. Oh, we good. could, I, we I could got, talk I'm glad so I got much. my story in. <laughs> oh, I am too. That's a wonderful story and very powerful. Um, and I, I, We don't even have time to say what's your last thought. But I am so delighted oh. that you could be with you with us today Get because I think, um, you know, uh, what you have to say is so powerful. Uh, thank you so much for being with us thank today so is what I want to say. It was great. I really enjoyed it. Thanks so much, Irene. I loved it. Um, this is Irene Conlon and my guest, Lisa Kay, saying thank you so much for being with us today. Hopefully we can do this again, come back again next week. For more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.